Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Ready, it's time for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics. Welcome to episode 474 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This week, it's the return of Marvin Wynn from The Edge, now with Second Sight Publishing. Marvin and I talk about what this new start means for this popular comic, which is indie and has been going on for quite a long time. And Marvin's been doing a great job with it and has a lot to tell us about what's coming in the months ahead from The Edge. He also describes what's happening with Second Sight, and we get into several of the books that'll be out in the next few months, so be sure to pay attention and check out their releases at secondsightpublishing.com. But be sure to listen to what Marvin has to say before you do that, because I'm sure you're going to enjoy all he brings to this episode. There's a lot to get to in this episode, so let's get on with the show. It's great to welcome back to the podcast, Marvin Wynn from The Edge, which is now with Second Sight Publishing. How you doing, Marvin? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good good to talk with you again. Last time I talked with you, you were about to head to, to uh, Pittsburgh for a convention. And I'm, unfortunately, right about now, I don't imagine you're going to be doing that for a little while. Uh, well, um, I've, uh, we're hoping that uh, we're going to get a con out this year. Um, it's... There's one that's usually in May, so it's a possibility that we could do one outside in the parking lot. So fingers crossed that we're able to get at least one con off this year, or maybe more. Be nice. Uh, I've just talked with some folks, and they're starting to do signings at conventions and, and at the stores and stuff like that. So, you know, maybe that's a, a sign that things are starting to open up a little bit, which would be nice. Right. We, we did a few in-store signings. I mean, we're still looking at in uh, here in Pittsburgh, um, still the social distancing and still can only have uh, minimal people inside of a location. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying is that if we can, once it gets warm out um, and we're not buried under snow and ice like we are right now, <laughs> we can we can do something outside. I mean, the, diff- the only the, the only difference is not now we need like uh, umbrellas and everything to keep the sun away. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm down in Florida and when it gets anywhere near freezing, freak out down <laughs> here. Unfortunately, you guys, because I, I grew up in northeastern Pennsylvania, which is the Scranton Wilkesbury area. And I'm used to, I only had one green Christmas when I lived up there. And that, every other one was white and then some. 
So that's the way it goes up that way. So uh, you guys have about another month, and then things will start to warm up a little bit and clear out, and that'll be that'll be nice. So the edge. In case people did not get to hear your previous interview with me, why don't you tell people what the edge is about? So the edge is a book, um, pretty much based around uh, my fondness and and love of nineties comics. So the basic the basic uh, premise of the book or, or premise of the book is that you have this drug called the edge, which while it gives you abilities, the more you use those abilities, the more it drains your body and chances are you're going to die from it. So our first arc is called Revenant and the character Revenant has escaped. Uh, he used to be a agent of the government. He uh, left that left the team ran off into the wilderness and is pretty much setting up to take out the guy who's, who he blames for all his problems, which would be Tartable. So Tartable has put a team in between those them two, and it's just going to be a matter of what's going to happen near the end or at the end. Are these are they going to stop Revenant? Are they going to help him to spread the problems of the edge further out into the world? It's just, it's just a, a lot of um, what's going to happen next, because it's, it's all of everything in this book is about escalating to other things. Mm-hmm. And superheroics and yeah. good action and stuff like that. That's one of the things I, I loved about your book is that it's uh, it doesn't stand still for very long. Uh, no, we're, we don't. We're not. We don't have a lot of the standing around, um, filling up the page with uh, with captions and people trying to explain their motivations. We want to show what their motivations are. We want. We want to show and not tell the Hollywood way of doing things. That's right. That's a good way to do it. Especially in comics, which are a visual medium. I, I, you know, when I turn, honestly, I, and I tell Pippi this all the time, when I turn a page and there is this sea of gray looking at me with all these word balloons, many times I just go, okay, they'll, they'll explain what happened there. I just keep going and I don't read that page. So I prefer action, do things. If, and if you've got a, uh, you know, a uh, a good artist. The artist can display what the person's thinking, as far as the uh, uh, you know, as, as as the emotions and what they're thinking going to have happen next. So, I, to me, you know, that's always a sign that the artist says, "Hey, my my," or the writer says, "The artist isn't going to be able to get it the way I want." Well, yeah, and that's that's the good thing about uh, the artist I work with, Mark, is that. Um, we're, we're, we have a really good rapport going on and he gets how to set the camera up. And it's 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 like making a movie sometimes where um, we're both the director and we're both the cameraman. But I'm giving her first chair at the camera and, and allowing him to point it where he wants to point it. I mean, there's been times where I've, I've changed the script based on changes he's made. But I mean, as I said in the past, like there, I think there's one time. And on one page where I asked him to change, make a change just to make it fit better on what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as I remember, one of the great things I like about the edge is its diversity of characters. Lots of people of, of different makes and models and builds all in it, which I really like about it. And, I, you know, if I remember correctly, that was intentional on your part. Well, it's intentional. And then sometimes I let the character speak to me and say that who they are. I mean, we when I when I'm thinking of creating a character, it's more along the lines of what works 
for this for the character we're trying to create. So as we as we move along, we're 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 bringing all different kinds of different people in, in, into the into the book uh, from all over the world. And it's and, and that's that's true to the point of where I'm saying that things are escalating. Mm-hmm. It's it's encompassing. It starts off in, in small locations and then encompasses the whole entire world with this problem. Mm. So if you have the whole entire world involved, you have to have different people involved. Mm-hmm. Right. So how long have you been writing The Edge? Uh, I actually started writing probably back in 93. Wow. Um, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anywhere where it where it is now i did a lot of revisions on the book before mark and i really like me i didn't meet i didn't meet mark and we didn't get really started until 2012 mm-hmm. so that's what's 18 so years of mm-hmm. um adding things taking things away seeing things that didn't work and just tr- trying to fine-tune uh what the message is what i'm trying to say in this book because i would i would say personally to myself that the first thing i wrote wasn't good it was it was too cliche. It was too based around, like I said, that I'm like it's based around '90s books, but it was too much of kind of just repeating things that I've I'd seen. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you're starting out, I hate to tell you that that's you go with the safe and and the the stuff you know. Right. And you know, if, I'm sure if we read Scott Snyder's first writing, <laughs> we'd probably go, ooh, you know. It, it, I I remember seeing Bruce Tim one of his early art when he was a kid mm-hmm. and I drew something very similar to that. And I said, that mean I'm going to end up being Bruce Tim. No. So, but you, you know, we all kind of start some places and our talent and our ability kind of moves us in different directions. So, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's practice and repetition and maybe one day when I do one of the trades, I'll actually publish some of the pages from the original book and just, and just show that, I mean, it's like you said, when you start out, I mean, it just, I just, what I want to tell people is that when you first start out, the first thing you do is going to be trash. And if you just admit that to yourself mm-hmm. and say that I can get better, you get mm-hmm. better because I would, I would like, I would like not to re- like to show what I used to do, but I'd like to use it as an example to say that, I mean, this is, this is from the beginning and this is what I was writing then. And it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. This is where I started. Yes. And you know, I didn't, I'm not still there. Yes. <laughs> Which is, you know, I, I, a lot of artists, it, it's funny when people do books and, and they go back and look at them again after a time has passed. They often sit there and say, oh, I can't believe I did that. Mm-hmm. You know, and oh, no, I, I wish I could go back and change those pages and stuff like that. Some people actually do go back and alter the page. But, you know, sometimes it's a little jarring when suddenly, you know, the artist who drew something 10 years ago does something in his current style you know, it just sort of stands out when you're reading the book. Right. And I mean, that, that's what we, we decided to do is that when we, we joined up with Second Sight, I didn't want because we've pushed out um, that first issue of The Edge a few times. And I didn't want to push out that same book again. So we went ahead and redid the whole book. Oh, so it's wow. uh, brand new art, brand new. Co- some of the lettering has changed. Um we put a, a few more Easter eggs in there that I wanted to get in there that we weren't into, into the um, into the originally the first time we did the book. So this is all new book uh, for, from my perspective. This is this is it's all brand new. Like it's 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 not it's not the same book at all. It's it's different. Okay, so you made the early editions of the Edge collectible, huh? Right. So <laughs> if anyone if anyone is interested in uh, any of those original copies of the Edge, I've got a bunch of them. 
<laughs> what you should do is like if somebody orders the edge give them a both of them and say you know now you can see where it came from right kind of. well i mean that's a good idea because what i well, what i was planning to do is when uh we launch in stores in march i was going to go live on tiktok or or facebook or something and just go over both books at the same time and say see this is why we changed this or this is why we did this instead or See this in the background here? We snuck that in there just because we needed to. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good thing to do. That's, if you're an artist and you're, you're learning and getting started, it's good to sit down with somebody and they say, well, see, I didn't do it this way because this, or I moved this over this way for a good reason, and then they pick that up. So that's good stuff. Now, you've got – I remember you've got a at least a double-page spread of all the characters – that you created, if I'm remembering correctly, and are are they going to get to see that in the the edge, or is that going to be a while coming? Uh, the, if you, you, well, we we got that triple cover. Is, is yeah, that what yeah, yep. yeah. That is that is a uh, get it from me item. So okay. I have copies of the the three books uh, where you can line them up all together, and you get that that whole entire spread image. Mm. Uh, those are and they're it's all those are those are like exclusive to a few stores also. So I believe that in Case Comics has it and Watchtower Comic has that, and then it's it's sprinkled around a few stores in Pittsburgh. Cool, very cool. Because how have you ever sat and counted how many characters you've come up with? Uh, we actually did that uh, roster, and I think the count was forty-seven. Wow. But then since we've done that, there's been about 10 more characters added to the roster. So we're actually getting ready to work up a new roster page. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. See, because I, you know, creativity is great fun. I like to see, you know, what kind of uh, characters you come up with and what, and, you know, what that reflects about what you want to do with the stories and mm-hmm. things like that. That's great fun to see. So that that's fun to see. I remember when I saw that page, I went, wow. And I, I actually tracked down some of the characters I particularly liked. Which is super cool. You know, I, I and, just, and the great thing about it is, is that every character is going to have their have their her, their specific due in the book. Um, so we're we're just not throwing characters up on a on a roster, and and, and they'll never get seen. So all, all these characters are going to be seen and used. Good, that's great. Now, you're starting over from number one, right? Yes. Okay. Now that's the new number. The number one is kind of a revised or an updated. Uh, I, what, what was I calling it? Uh, one point one point one. Okay. okay. <laughs> now, so moving from here, though, are you going to reprint the ones, or are you going to rework the the issues as we go? Uh, well, we're going to just so issue one was the only one that I think was giving us problems. So the rest of the issues will be won't be changed. How many issues have you done so far? We are right now finishing up issue fourteen. Wow. Okay. So are they going to come out monthly? How are you going to do that? So that's, that's a bit of contention because when I joined up with second site, our, my, our plan was uh, to do quarterly. Well, my plan was to do quarterly and I should have probably not said that. (laughs) Somebody should have called me out and say, Hey, why are you going to do that? When we've got, we're so far ahead that we can, we can do it. So issue two will be in the May previews. And after that, we'll be going bi-monthly. Okay. Great. Great. Now, are you going to edit stuff or are you going to keep them the same? Uh, I mean, I, I think that we're probably, I mean, I think I want to make a few small changes along the way. It's not going to be anything more than some sound effects and maybe 
a few fix-ups in the colors. We had, we did we did a few a little fix-up on the colors on issue two. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. It's good to kind of see into you know now you get to actually go back and actually make some changes, which a lot of people say. I wish I could go back and change that. Now yeah. you you're <laughs> there. You can do that. That'd be kind of fun. So it's good to do. So okay. So the edge number one is coming out in March. Yeah. March one point one. Yes. March we'll two. Okay. So a couple of weeks away, not far. It's going to be here. So, and then the next one will be May. Is it going to be the first week of May again? That, that it'll be in previews in May. So then okay. that'll be released. I think that, that would make it July. Okay. Okay. Is it going to come out in early July? Do you figure, or you're not sure? At this uh, point? Not sure yet. Okay. Well, you know, I hate to say it just because diamond puts it in there. There's no way to oh, really wait. know. I think it's, I think it's that. Hold on. I want to say just before 4th of July. Oh, well, that'll be good. So I want to say that, that Wednesday before 4th of July. Okay. Well, that'll be good. So first, usually it'll be the first week of the month. Right. Oh, no, no, there's no. So it's, that's already the 7th. It should be the 7th. Oh, okay. Calendar right now. <laughs> well, early month then, early in the month, that'll be handy. Okay. Well, that'd be good to do. And are you going to collect trades as you go, like a certain number of issues? Uh, yes. We're actually going, working on doing a Kickstarter for, for the trade. Oh, cool. Now you've done Kickstarters before, right? I did a Kickstarter under the previous publisher, but we—I've never done one my oh, just for the Edge. So this oh. will be the, or my first one doing it just for the Edge. Oh, good. well, you got a little experience, so you can draw on that yes. when you, you do it. So oh, and I've got—I've got plenty of help. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's good. Now, well, why don't we talk about Second Sight a little bit? Uh, what was it about Second Sight that that uh, attracted you to kind of come and join their group? Uh, I mean, I I saw that. Um, it was a good group of guys, um, uh, Marcus Roberts and Bradley Golden and Spike Jarrell. And I think that what was going on with uh, COVID and the pandemic, and I, I saw, I thought it was, it was an opportunity to spread out. I mean, when, when COVID hit, um, I was actually getting ready to release, do a release party uh, at the local comic shop here in New Dimension for issue 10. And that kind of shattered everything that I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And it gave me a little chance to think about how to get this book into more people's hands and how to push it forward. Mm-hmm. And I second sight was uh, gearing up to push forward on a lot of stuff and uh, getting to the, the stores and without conventions um, and without being able to get in front of people and talk about the book. I thought that the stores were the best option where even though if we can't get to talk to the customers directly, we get to talk to the store owners who then can talk to the customers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it became a, an, an, op, an option of, I mean, not, I want to say that futility or like desperation, but just a chance to, to just to grow the book and, and grow our skills and just, get the book in front of more people. And, and it, it really helped. It really was an explosion. And I'm really glad that um, I, we joined up with the, with, with the second site. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Cause I I've interviewed, let's see, I'm trying to, it's Aaron from a book of Lyaxia a couple yes. of weeks ago. And I had fun doing that. That was a great interview and a very creative fantasy kind of book, which is uh, very different from yours. Yours is super right. heroic. And there's, is there, because, you know, there are some companies that specialize like in science fiction or some specialize in something else. Uh, the second sight, what is it that makes a book a second sight book? 
I, I think it's it's the it's the gamut of everything. So Second Sight has horror. We've got you got the sci-fi, you got the fantasy, uh, you've got drama. I mean, it's we're we're covering all the bases at Second Sight. I mean, there there's going to be kid friendly books coming out. So it's it's not just a company that's going to be based around uh, a specific genre of book where you can get locked into that stuff. It's going to be covering all the bases so that when a customer sees Second Sight on the shelf at their local comic shop, it's going to be that whole entire realm of everything. We'll have everyone. There'll be something for everyone. Hmm. Okay. It's like like you you have like your those streaming services now where you got you got to open up the whole world just to keep people coming back for more. Right. Right. Is is Second Sight largely based in Pittsburgh? Uh, Second Sight, it, they're basic, based out of uh, Bradley Go- uh, Golden's uh, home. Well, he's in Mississippi. Mississippi, okay. Okay. So, that, well, you know, these days the, with the internet, <laughs> you know, because uh, like the comic that I had, I, I, I'm the editor of, the, the letterer, the writer, and the, the artist have never, and the colorist have never all been in the same room together. Right. I mean, that, that's like that with, with my book, because we got Mark. He's in the Philippines and uh, Colorist is in Mexico and the letters. And I believe I think he's in Idaho. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're, it's it's the power of the Internet. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I, it, it would almost be impossible to do these things without it. I mean, we're it's it's one of those things where if we see something, we need something changed. You send that file to a person and you've got it back within hours. And mm-hmm. that's not days of mailing. Oh, somebody made a mistake. We got to put it back in the mail and send it back to them so they can make that fix. Right. Of course, Marvel originally had the bullpen where everybody was in the same room. Right. And that's how they did stuff. And of course, nowadays, you know, good luck on that one. <laughs> but because, uh, you know, it, it's really fascinating. It's funny you said that somebody's in the Philippines because in my book, the colorist is in the Philippines, mm-hmm. Liesl Benaventura. The book that I work on, I can't say it's my book. It's the book that I'm the editor of. Uh, Writers in Florida, colorist in the Philippines, uh, artist just moved. I think he's still in North Carolina or he's in Georgia or something like that. He's moved up to that area. And I think the the letterers in South Carolina, if I remember correctly. But I mean, that's that's the whole entire fun thing of it is that you're not just not locked in because when I was first working on this book. I was like, oh, because I'm in Pittsburgh, right? So you got the um, Art Institute of Pittsburgh in here. So go down there and try to find an artist. But then, I mean, that that's challenging. You don't, you you can't just walk up to somebody and say, hey, let me look at your portfolio. They probably look at you like, who are you? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. See, that's where cons are helpful. Helpful. Yeah. You can you can run into people and you can look at their their portfolios. You can you know get to know people mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Of course, Zoom has kind of replaced all that these days but people do zoom calls all the time so it's it's just an interesting thing i, I have a group of friends that i because i'm living in florida these days and the people that i was a star trek club or science fiction club that i knew up in maryland and every couple of weeks we get together like on a saturday night on zoom and talk mm-hmm. and stuff like that because it's just like it saves me to having to fly all the way up there and try and do it. especially now with covid and everything it's probably safer all those good things. Right. i mean i mean we're we're pretty much in a position where if you go somewhere, you've got to put your mask on. And then like when I come back, I've got a whole routine where I dump my clothes, I mm. drink something hot, and then I have to take a shower. So it's mm. this whole entire thing where and I mean it's 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 not the situation where I where I come in and I'm like, Oh, I need to lay down for a minute before I get started on stuff. I'm like, no, I, I gotta do my routine because I mean 
be I safe. Haven't, haven't caught it, so I mean, it's, it must be doing something. <laughs> that's right. Something's working. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, so, how did you find Second Sight? I'm just sort of curious. Um, so, I mean, they they had posted on on Facebook that they were looking for books. So, I mean, I I just gathered up my all my resources and everything and, and submitted uh, to them. Hmm. Interesting. Because a lot of people it, do these kind of things through connections. Mm-hmm. You know, you know somebody in Second Sight, and they kind of introduce you, kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, but you know, I mean, there's a, there's a little mix in that. But I mean, it's you, you still have to have to go through the submission process. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, I've I've submitted. I've done, I've done a lot of submissions over the years, and um, some people respond to you and say, "Hey, no, we don't we don't like that," <laughs> or. Or you don't get a response at all. I mean, I, I much prefer somebody to tell me to get lost and just ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best thing to think to say is to say, well, that doesn't fit our yeah. our uh, perspective or yeah. our uh, way we're going to do it. I mean, I, I've uh, heard that from a few publishers, and I mean, I've I've gotten all the way into all the way into the door to have a contract with others, and then things didn't work out. So you know, it it is what it is, and then we just we just keep we keep pushing ahead until we find where we need to go. We find a home, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to. I, I want to wrap up a couple things on the edge, though. Uh, you've got what you said, sixteen issues coming. We are just now finishing up issue fourteen. Fifteen. Okay. How many issues do you plan to have in the edge? Um, when I was originally writing the book, I had it planned as a finite book where eventually everyone falls over and dies. <laughs> but <Okay. laughs> since, like, since I've gotten such good feedback from people and people are really liking what, what's going on. I've decided to push it further. I mean, I eventually want to branch out and do other things, but maybe I'll do them and the edge at the same time. Or maybe I, I eventually say, okay, that, that's that's enough. And I mean, it, I don't want it to go to the point where it's like a, a TV series that goes four seasons past where it should have ended. <laughs> I was thinking of just such a show when you were saying that. We probably shouldn't name names, but there was a show that was supposed to only last a year. And when you got to the end of the year, suddenly they were faced with something they hadn't considered. They got renewed. Mm-hmm. Then what were they going to do? And it was never the same right. after that. They should have but just said, that's it. You have, you, you have to plan for an end. Yeah. And you have to organically get to that end. And you can't force an ending. And you also you can't force it past an ending because you're – you're eventually going to run out of ideas and then it's going to be, oh, we need to throw, we need, we need a monster of the week or we need to add add all these new characters to keep the show fresh. Because mm-hmm. Smallville was like that, the, the kryptonite monster, or kryptonite power or something of the week. And then they finally let that go and went off to do other things. And that's, that's a, that's a better way to do things, I think. So, but you already have an end in mind though. Yes. Okay. So that's a good thing. Yes. I mean, but like I said, it has grown so 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 much over the years that eventually things are going to be so so much so daunting and so much trouble that we're going to have to get help from other like indie characters. We're going to have to bring other indie characters in to help. Okay. Um, so that that's something to look forward to. Like I said, that everything everything between these chapters and these books, or everything in these arcs, is about escalating things up. So you go from a single villain to a group of villains to a like a guy who can't be stopped like a juggernaut type character and it just keeps going on and on and on and eventually the character's gonna be like to heck man i, I just i just want to take a nap what's <laughs> every everything we do just causes some other problem <laughs> that'd be funny because that's superheroes are often like that mm-hmm. 
they, they keep ending up with worse and worse problems. And then, you know, that it reminds me a little bit of Murder, She Wrote. You know, the, the Jessica Fletcher was always around. There was a murder going on. And finally, someday, one, one, they said, hey, you're the murderer. You're Everywhere you go, right. there's a murder. <laughs> and I thought that was a wonderful bit of writing. I sat there and said, yes, somebody paid attention to what they're doing. I think that's great. So, but that's, it. it's an interesting thing because, okay, I'm, I'm going to talk about a book that's out right now. And I'm sorry, Marvel. It's this Immortal Hulk. Yep. I, I I still buy it. I don't know why. I The first five issues were great. They were stories about the Hulk being this creature that came out at night and, and took care of really evil, nasty people. And then suddenly it's like somebody said at Marvel, said, wait a second, we can't do that. So suddenly the Avengers showed up. Of course, it's the Hulk's book. The Hulk beats the Avengers. And mm-hmm. all these things kept going on. And now it's got to the place where I don't think they – probably the writer would disagree with this. But it feels to me like they don't know what to do because they've taken the She-Hulk now as suddenly immortal Hulkized. And all, even every Gamma – character has been hulkized and i've been and i i buy it and i go i don't know you know they had a a thing with this where spider-man was there with the hulk and it was a and it was just a you know it was typical spider-man he's the good guy hulk's bad guy you know and here he is consoling the guy and suddenly he gets irradiated and he starts to be towards a bad guy but of course in the end he goes back to being a good guy and i i just sat there and went why did I just read 60 pages, however many pages it felt like 60 pages to get to this place? And it's going to be interesting because how do you keep one upping yourself? That's the thing that's going to be interesting to see with the edge. You know, how do you maintain the edge as it is? <laughs> well, that, 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 that's where I mean with the escalation piece is that when you, when you're, when I escalate, it means that I'm bringing in a, a new challenge to the team mm-hmm. where, where what they did the first time isn't going to work the second time. And it's definitely not going to work the third time. So it's all about them changing their tactics up and and learning to like learning to gel as a, as a team, because through the first five or nine issues, they're not really, they're not really a team. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a bunch of individuals who are trying to work together, but they, they, they don't know, they don't know what they're doing because it's not like your typical team book where it's like, Oh, we've been training all all these years, and not and it's a perfect cohesion. We know what's in each other's heads, or we know that if I jog left, he's going to jog right. Sometimes they jog right and run into each other, mm-hmm. or sometimes when they're in the middle of a fight, their powers don't work like they're supposed to, or maybe their powers work too much than, than they want to, or maybe the get one the one guy's upset or mad and he's pissed off at the world and he just wants to hurt everybody. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you're going to go to go different places. Yeah. Which is good. See, that's that's another thing that bothers me in comics, and I appreciate that in your writing that you go somewhere you haven't been before. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes I, I literally sit there and I go, "Didn't we just see this like ten issues ago?" And I go back and pull back, and sure enough, there's that same story, mm-hmm. some tweaks to it and stuff, but it's still there. But you know, some of us pay attention to these books. Right. Well, I mean, that, we know that reminds me of is like uh, pro wrestling, mm-hmm. where. Uh, I've been you've been watching it for so long since I think I started watching it in the like in the before the 90s even started like before before it, the NWO and all that other stuff where 
it was it's the same storylines they were using. So you know what you know what's going to happen because like this is the same storyline they used ten years ago. It's going to is it always going to end the same because they don't have any new ideas because they they they're boiled into this what worked before will work again. Right. So that's and that's what you get with a lot of the comics that have been around for thirty or forty or sixty years. It's boiled into this. Oh, so I mean, it's this the um the phoenix. Right. Like, how many times are you going to bring the phoenix back before it just becomes redundantly silly? And you can't. There's nothing. There's anything new you can add to it. And then if you try to add something new to it, it's going to be something silly because yes. you, the character is is overblown. Yes. See that that's the thing. I mean, how many times have they brought the phoenix back? I mean, mm-hmm. I. I, I literally, when I, I say, oh, must be that time of year again when they <laughs> bring the Phoenix back because, you know, Rise from the Dead and all that stuff, usually I figure fall mm-hmm. is when they do, or spring or something like that. But I, so your characters are different. The thing I appreciate is you're conscious of those things. And so you don't go down those same well-worn paths. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> and it, it's it's because that I'm I'm dealing with characters that don't have any, uh, don't have any clue what's going on. Um, they don't know that their these powers they have are it's not a it's not a boon for them it's a curse. Hmm. I and I have this this revenant character just run around just messing everything up. I mean he's the he's that character that people really like him, and I can't I can't allow them to like him. It's like it's like again making another analogy with wrestling. It's that heel character that becomes popular and then they turn him into a good guy. Hmm. And I'm never going to do that. Ever. <laughs> and if he's ever in a position where he has to work with the good guys, he's trying to figure out a way to snake them mm. so that he can get his way. And then he can it like he's the he's the ultimate. Like, I always call him like an opportunist and an escapist. Mm. So he's going to put himself into the position. Act like he's helping someone and then leave them in the lurch like he, he does it in one of the issues where he's fighting alongside one of the characters. And he's like, why am I helping this guy? And he just he just leaves. Mm-hmm. He just walks away from the whole situation. Like he's like, I got, I like, I can run out this door right now and get out of here unscathed. While I'll just let this guy uh, cover it, cover me while I leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because he, your awareness of that makes the books is one of the strengths of the book. It makes it something interesting to read to keep going with that. So that's cool. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it's going to be great re- uh, reading and great fun to look on all those good things. So. Now, we were going to talk a little bit about some of the other uh, uh, Second Sight public, uh, publications that are out. Uh, we talked about Book of Laaxia, and I did mention I think it's a really great um, fantasy as far as that goes. It's got lots of interesting little twists to it. So I do recommend that book because and I did talk with Aaron, the, the writer, uh, a few episodes back. If you want to go back, check a couple episodes back. So he's he's back there. And it, we had a good talk about that. Okay. Now. Chess is a book that I actually encountered at a uh, Daytona Beach convention down here in Florida. The writer is a uh, is is somebody from down here, and he was doing a Kickstarter at the time. And I picked up the the I bought a book or two from him, and then mm-hmm. I supported his Kickstarter. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? So uh, chess is they're pretty much a gun for hire uh, team. So they they do sort of like if you want to say like they're what we consider them like the dreadnoughts from GI Joe where it's the highest bidder and don't work for anyone. I mean they they don't have they're not taking sides. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, also, um, one of the members of that team, Blowtorch, will have his own uh, book coming out also. Um, mm-hmm. So these are the books that are in the currently in preview. So Chess, Blowtorch, Duplicate, and Freak Show Night are currently in previews. And those books uh, come out in April. So with Chess, um, since they're a paramilitary team and I've got sort of a paramilitary team, we're going to be doing something later on. Well. Oh. There's going to be a, there's going to be a, a little a little mingling going on with uh, oh. the edge and chess. That's fun. I always love when there's crossovers and stuff because then you get to see something you can't see anywhere else. Right. The characters doing something like that, so that's going to be great. Now, now, Duplicant is one of the ones up there. Now, uh, what can you tell me about Duplicant? So, what, what I was saying before is that um, that we have uh, all these different genres. I, w- I would consider Duplicant as a uh, drama and a thriller. Um, so it's about a guy, uh, Matt Travers, the scientist who creates duplicate organs that save humanity from or there's a contagion that causes organs to fail. Mm-hmm. So um, the high, there's a high cost to it, of course, like no one, <laughs> no one's getting anything for free. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much that you can't pay it off. So you become an indentured servant to this to this guy. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a lot. It's trippy. And I mean, it's it's one of those things that I think that people are really, really going to get grasp onto because it's so different than the, anything that's out there. I mean, I would compare it to like a movie called. Um, there was a movie. Uh, with, is it with Jude Law, where they were uh, repo men? If if you've seen that movie, where mm-hmm. they work for a company that they they loan out, they give they give they give people transplants of brand new organs, and then if the person can't pay. They get a lease, and then if they can't pay the lease, they come and take the organs. Mm. It really Yikes. is a really good. It's it's him, uh, and um, uh, the guy that played in Ghost Dog. I, I can't remember his name right now. Mm-hmm. But they're they're pretty much going out and just like if you got if you had a heart, they're taking the heart away from you. So it's mm-hmm. pretty much they're killing people to take these organs back because it's a lease. So I would <laughs> I would compare it some, similar to something like that where it's just. It's just madness where you, I mean, eventually these people are going to revolt on this kind of stuff and it's not going to be pretty. Hmm. Okay. Wild stuff. Now, when I look at the second site website, mm-hmm. which I think second site publishing.com. Yes. Um, there's a, uh, when it says the books that's coming out in early March, it lists another one. I don't know. Uh, I, I found a little information and I called lady freedom. Yes. Do you know much anything about that? What's what's going on uh, with that, that? That is another superhero title. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, and let me let me get to my my little uh, pad here that has my notes on it. Because <laughs> according to the internet, Arthur Belfield is the writer, and Spike Gerald is the artist. Yes. On this. So one. this this book is basically this is the this is pretty much the kickoff to what's like a, a superhero universe within uh, Second Sight, uh, mm-hmm. the Freedom Verse. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a Native American U.S. Army sergeant that volunteered for what's called the Freedom Fighter Program. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's it's pretty much your um, su- super soldier program, Captain America, where she gains these amazing abilities and then it's going to protect the entire, entire world. Mm-hmm. So we have some things planned there with Lady Freedom and the Edge also. So it's it's going to be this whole entire universe of things uh, popping off, uh, mm. and just it's just having a lot of fun with these books. And 
trying to bring it back, like I said, back to the word the 90s, where it was just, it was, it was fun. The books were fun. We're not, we're not trying to hit people over the head with, with themes and things like that. There, there's stuff there, but it's in the background. We're not, it's not up in front, in front of you. We're not on Twitter telling people, hey, you need to read my book because it's got all this, all this nuance to it. I mean, I, I want, I want the readers to read the book and say, hey, is he really talking about that, or is he not talking about that? It seems like he's talking about it. Let me go ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I do miss books that are more fun. Uh, we went through that morose period where everybody was sitting around discussing their 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 bad feelings and mm-hmm. why everything was so awful for them yeah. and stuff. So what I always have to do, I always get a kick out of when something is a little more fun. There's a little more adventure is the word I like to use and. I like adventure. I like uh, characters. There, of course. The, the interesting thing about Lady Freedom, of course, her, she being a, a more diverse character, a mm-hmm. woman and a Native American, that's going to give some influence on her character. So that should be some. That'll be fun to read. Right. I mean, and that and that's where we're we're looking at because, like you said, with even with uh, chess and the edge, and it, it's all about different people experiencing things differently. And I mean, one of the things that I like to do with the book is give somebody something make it their most powerful most uh, powerful possession and then take it away from them and see how they react Mm -hmm. so that's what we're going to do with one of the characters we're going to take his powers away from him and then we're going to challenge him to say you've got no powers anymore what are are you willing to do to get him back Hmm. and it's going to be a profound change for this character i mean he's not I don't want to say he's going to become a villain. He's he's not going to be himself, and it's mm-hmm. not it's not going to be fun for him, for the team, or for the readers because we're going to run this guy through the mud. Now, there's one other book that I was I, I looked at the website. I saw there's something a trade paperback called Leave on the Light. Yes, so that um, is that's a, a horror title, mm-hmm. uh, supernatural horror. So it's in the vein of your slasher freddy krueger's jason uh story i don't i don't want i like i i would hope that people would have picked this up because this was published through um caliber already okay okay so those single issues are probably um just still out there i mean they may be a little bit more on the pricier side because (laughs) the book came out so a while ago but now you'll be able to pick it up all in this trade it's leave on a light is is a really excellent book and there's going to be a few other um horror titles come out. There's a book that's coming out that's going to be like a love letter to uh, Chucky mm. with a killer doll. Okay. <laughs> so like I said, the second site is running the gamut on making sure that when you walk into that comic shop or you open that preview, you're going to see diverse uh, people, diverse titles, diverse characters, and just try to get something that, that for everyone to read and not just trying to lock into a single genre and try to see, well, this this uh, company is doing it like this. So we want to just do something different and just bring a whole entire world, the whole world, uh, to readers. Okay. Well, sounds great. Now, Chris, I said the website is secondsitepublishing.com. You can catch up on, on some good things there. Now, as far as like people uh, following you on social media, how about you, Marvin? Um, I am at The Edge Comic on Facebook. And Instagram on Twitter, it's at Marvin Wynn because, as I like to say, whenever I talk to people, someone's sitting on at the Edge comic and, and like they've never posted to it. And I, I've I've tried to get in contact with Twitter to say, hey, why don't you just let me have that? And, and it hasn't happened yet. So, I mean, I I've changed my 
my name on there to at the edge comic. So that, that should help people to, to find me if you're on Twitter. Okay. That's good. Now, of course we talked about the edge. Are there other projects you're working on that we should be aware of? Uh, right now I am 157,000% locked into the edge. Okay. I want to get to a really good, good spot um, in the story before I start. I've got ideas on other things. Like I'm, I've got some sci-fi stuff I want to do. I'm going to try my hand at a little bit of horror. So I want to, I'm going to expand out, but I'm, I mean, I'm having so much fun with the edge and, and Mark is having so much fun drawing. I don't, I don't want to distract him with something, with something else yet. just right now. Okay. That's good. Now you actually have a, a website for the edge comic. I, I noticed. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. So uh, that is a passion project that I, I want to actually sit down and finish building out. So it's the edge comic. Dot com. Uh, right now, I've, I've built it on Wix, but I'm, I'm going to move to its own. Once I'm done building the whole thing out, I'm going to move it to its own permanent domain. And then I'm going to open up the um, I do have a um, like a, a reader's list or for a mailing list that I am slowly building out. So once it's on its own permanent domain, I've got the site where I, I want it at. I, there's a lot of stuff in there that needs to be filled in. I've got character sections that aren't, aren't finished. I've got uh, book sections that aren't finished. So a lot of work to be done before um, I consider it really live. Okay. Well, if somebody wants to get a hold of the edge and say their their store didn't get it, can they go through the website and get it? Uh, yes. The book will, uh, once Second Sight gets their uh, store and everything set up, you'll be able to buy uh, books from there. And we're also going to have exclusive covers and other stuff available from the website. Okay, very good. Well, Marvin, you do great stuff, and I'm looking forward to to these good things. I, I got a chance to read some of these early ones, so I can endorse them. They're really good stuff. Appreciate it. Great unexpected things happen, which I, I love. I, I enjoy that very much. The variety of characters always gets me, too. I think that's always a great thing. about them. So, oh, yeah, and they're all, and Like I said, that, uh, Mark and I are always spitballing on adding new characters to, to the roster. And, I mean, it, it's going to be – some power, some non-power, but we're going, we're, and we're all, we're going to have just, just a wide range of different characters. And I just want, I want everyone to have a favorite character and just know that once it becomes your favorite character, I'm going to do something dirty to him. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy. And I can't do that as Bruce Wayne, as a man from flesh and blood, I can be ignored. I can be destroyed, but as a symbol, Get the latest from the comics universe. News, interviews, previews, and reviews. Listen to the weekly Wayne's Comics Podcast so you can keep reading your comics. And that's it for this week. Be back next time we'll have another great interview with another terrific comics creator. But until then, keep reading your comics.